This is Health in the Details podcast. This podcast is for real people, real women, and mothers who want to walk the streets of holistic health and healing. Discovering holistic health details that are doable and maybe hide in the back alleys of the streets, but can uplift, provide insight, and change your life. A place for you to expand and truly understand. This podcast is about upleveling your health so you can live your best self and make an impact how you want in your life and others. I'm your host, Stephanie Spurgeon. On today's episode, we have with us Alana, who's a naturopath in Berlin, focuses on holistic nutrition for women, and whose motto is health is wealth. She focuses on a non-restrictive diet and lifestyle changes that can maintain a balanced and healthy life. So you can still have fun, eat healthy, and weave health into your life. So excited. On today's episode, we dive deep into intuition and moving far beyond what's on our plate, incorporating other aspects of nutrition that can really affect and fuel our health. We talk about those solutions and also moving into children and other aspects of what is important in how we navigate the world of health today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. There's so many actionable steps and please have a listen. Mm, as a society kind of mm. trying to, I don't want to say pioneer because we're not pioneering anything. It's like, we're just taking back what like lost knowledge, you know, and trying to kind of bring this back, but in a world, like in a modern world where it's like all highly processed, it's so difficult to navigate how to mm-hmm. eat healthy mm-hmm. or just how, I mean, yeah, play, get dessert, you know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, we learned. We learned well, like we all learned that really well. Yeah. And that's something that really, like it really shook me when I realized like how to teach my kids how to eat, um, that I realized this is a problem, not only for children, but for everyone. How do you know when to stop eating? How do you know when to eat? Yeah. You yeah. know, and if we, yeah, as I said before, mm. if we haven't, if we haven't ever been yeah it's so good to be here and so nice to see you as well I know I don't know we're seeing each other that's wonderful it is it's wonderful Alana and I have known each other for oh my gosh what like 15 years now long time yeah in Bondi yeah back in the day in Australia um yeah so Alana I'd love and everybody would love to hear a little bit about your backstory and what drives you to practice and the good question like what drives you because that's what everyone's in it like that's what gets us through life right is driving us um yeah and a backstory well I guess I mean where did it all start my my dad's a chiropractor so it kind of all started when I was quite young I guess with this whole health thing Mm -hmm. he was always like telling me he would like he would always drop things one thing that I always remember him saying is like health is wealth health is wealth you know you like you really need to look after your health and so I'm like dad like oh, whatever he's like don't use microwaves and this and that I'm like dad you're crazy like get off my case and yeah I don't know I think from there it kind of started but then you know went on my own way went traveling a lot and then when I came back to realize like what is it that I want to be doing like what drives me your question exactly mm-hmm. 
I kind of sat back with myself for like, what's one of the most important things that's been a concurrent in my life. And it kind of came back to health. And then when I yeah, studied naturopathy and did my health science degree, I was like, well, even if I don't pursue a career in this, at least I'll know how to look after myself. And if I ever have a family, I'll be able to look after my family. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how it kind of like went for me. But as it happens, I'm like, oh, this is so, it's so interesting. And like being aware of your health and how important it is. And now having kids and having a family, just knowing how important that is. It's like something that I feel the need to share. Like, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's not my duty of care, but kind of is, you know, just to kind of be like, Hey guys, like this, we need this. This is amazing. This is awesome. And and it's something that I want to keep sharing and sharing. So yeah, that's kind of where it came. And if, I mean, if you don't already know, in uh, Alana's bio, she has her own podcast, Over 30. And I think that's great in there because you really, you and on your website, you talk a lot about energy and noticing that after 30 and then having kids, it's like all of a sudden people around us start dipping and you notice like the depletion and and like it's just like you're talking about that gift that you need to share to other people who are struggling and yeah, well, so, yeah. sorry yeah it's because I guess like that kind of all came because you know when you're in your 20s or I mean up until basically 30 it's you're living and yeah I mean I remember working I used to be a tour guide on the aqueduct and on the gold coast and i remember like i would (laughs) i would you know spend like the whole weekend with my friends i'd go out at night i would come home late i would have minimal sleep i would wake up in the morning and i would work the whole day and then do it all again the next night and i was i could bounce back and i mean a lot of us Mm -hmm. you know probably know that feeling and you know you could do long weekends or you could study the whole weekend you could just really really push yourself and you were invincible you know, mm-hmm. you felt like you were invincible. But then yeah. as you kind of move into your 30s, you kind of, that feeling isn't there anymore. Yeah. And I looked around in my peer group and there were some seri- pretty serious health concerns starting to pop up. Um, whether it's just small aches and pains or not having the energy or this whole like after birth thing, just not ever feeling like yourself again or even cancers started popping up and I was like whoa like we're only in our 30s why is this happening now Mm -hmm. we've got a long life ahead of us and you know mortality like it's only getting older so we need to kind of really look after ourselves now if we're going to be having this long life otherwise we're going to get to an older age and these aches and pains they're not going to get less if we don't address them now right yeah you're like wow I'm in my 30s this can't be it right Um, I've noticed, yeah, noticed that a lot in the population, especially mothers, like you were talking about, it's so hard to bounce back and feel like yourself again after you Mm. have kids. I mean, it's a huge dramatic hormone roller coaster having children and you got to get back. And I think what you do is so great because you're practicing nutrition, something that's easily graspable for people to do in their lives to help put them back on track right Mm. well I mean pregnancy and that's an interesting one you kind of mentioned depletion before and this is I mean like mothers as a whole like we're 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 a breed of our own really Mm -hmm. and like depletion is just next level like 
you know, we often think having a child that we um, like we, 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 yeah, we have a child and we give it all the nutrients, but actually just take, they, they suck everything from us. We're just vessels for children to live. So they need to develop bones. They need to get like all their organs functioning. All this blood needs to come from somewhere. Like the baby's Mm -hmm. fine. Like we always think during pregnancy, like, oh, we need to feed for the child, but you don't, you need to kind of support yourself because humans are amazing and they'll just you know a child a baby in utero will take what it needs to survive and so we yeah do need to look after ourselves and if we're not doing that then yeah we kind of become into motherhood sleep deprivation yeah (laughs) like struggling just trying to stay alive gets into it and then you're already depleted um whether it's iron levels or any other mineral vitamin that we are depleted in from Mm -hmm. from pregnancy and then yeah trying to live the marathon of being a mom that's like a whole whole yeah, another thing in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we touched on that, though. Um, we don't have to talk deeply about that, but it it plays a lot into the whole aspect of after your 30s, replenishing all that, right? Mm. Even if you started before pregnancy, or even if you are eating a diet and then it's not working for you anymore, and you're mm. hitting a wall, but you don't know who to turn to, and um that kind of dives into the aspect of intuition which we were going to talk about deeply today like you know something's wrong Mm. but you don't know where to go from there and intuitively it's not working anymore right it's yeah I mean I guess that's like when it's almost too late it's like when you really start to see the red flags you're like oh I need to fix something you know it's like it's pushed you so far where you're like oh okay some things need to change but I think it's important to know that, I mean, you can, you can go back and change, right? Those red mm-hmm. flags are like, let's nurture that. And I think we get so caught up today in this fast paced world that people are ignoring their intuition, right? And um, coffee in the afternoon or just more tea, more coffee. I'm really tired. Yeah. And you know it's not helping anymore, right? And you know yeah, but it's you need not. something. You need yeah. something that kind of does the trick. But I mean, coffee is a great example because you take coffee and it's not a magic bullet. You're not drawing magic energy from somewhere. Like you're tapping into your body to get more. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, but I mean, it's not always that easy. This is the thing. Because if mm-hmm. it was that easy, then of course everyone would kind of be doing it. We live in a really interesting world. This modern construct of how we live and how we kind of get through the day and also with everything online now like it's just it's input 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 and we've kind of lost we've lost how to listen to our bodies um I have a I have an episode actually with Kaushik who Mm -hmm. is actually from our Bondi days as well he's neuroscientist and he talks about how like we're just chronic overthinkers where everyone into now these days we're just these chronic overthinkers and we've kind of lost touch with how to listen to ourselves Mm -hmm. and how to listen to what our bodies need Mm -hmm. and I feel I guess like with nutrition and intuition it's I mean there's a lot you can be intuitive with but I guess with nutrition it's something that you do every day like eating is something that you do several times a day three times a day 365 (laughs) days a year maybe even more than that if you're exactly yeah yeah exactly so it's something that I mean, if you're not really aware of it, then you're just kind of autopiloting. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's not a secret that the way that which we eat um, 
benefits our health you know like we're feeding ourselves for how we feel and I'm not necessarily saying that you need to be eating quote-unquote healthy to do that that's not what I'm saying but it's just like the feed the food that we are ingesting is you know benefiting or acting as detriment to our health so yeah it's kind of I guess being aware of that is the first stage of what we need to go yeah that's that's beautiful it definitely all of a sudden overriding that overthinking right to get to that first stage maybe noticing and then we take it to the next level right and you you move into that place where you start to see that maybe and I like a lot of what you talk about as you move past these general guidelines and diets and start moving into a bio-individual diet, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fitting in a general framework that provides your body with exactly what it needs, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's, um, I mean, everyone is, everyone's going to need something different, like, I mean, even on a cultural level, like what we eat, what brings us together, what we've eaten as children, what we consider nourishing foods for us, it's different whether you're in the States or in Germany or in China or in India, you know, like these are, they're all really different. So there is no broad blanket. And we do have these governmental guidelines, which are, I mean, you know, they're a basis, I guess. And they, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into conspiracies at all, um, but you know, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of lobbying behind like what gets put into our dietary, like what we need to be eating, and that. So, you know, we have this information that's great to know, like the governmental guidelines, but we also need to think about what we need on an individual on an individual level as well, and like really listen to our bodies. And I feel like people are getting there. Like people have have got conditions, being for example. Mm-hmm. Celiac gluten intolerance, like they 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 just this body's screaming at them. Something needs to something needs to give now because even though I'm told like you know back in the 80s the the pyramid told us told us to like eat all your grains and like eat all that wheat like anyone who is celiac those poor people it's like I'm doing the things but I just don't feel like this isn't working right and that's when you turn to people right and you're here you're listening to the podcast because maybe you are coming from a place where you do need a little extra healing I mean Mm -hmm. you know if you've been gluten intolerant and you start to identify those and you're looking for different solutions and you're trying to nourish your body and maybe you can't get there alone you know Mm. and that's partly why people you're here listening right now and I'm having this great conversation with Alana is because you're not alone right Mm. and I think that's a huge part of also what extinguishes our intuition right is like trapping yourself into this corner alone like while everybody else still eats gluten I'm all alone yeah yeah yeah. for sure and it's that's really hard and that's also a really good point that you have it's like I also um used to work a lot with skin it was like why can my roommate like binge on maccas and their skin's fine and like yeah this like we're not like you can't compare yourself you really can't compare yourself with I mean, how you look or what you eat or anything like that, because you were all, yeah, we were all just so different in that respect through our genetics, what we're predisposed to, what our likes are, what our dislikes are. So 
I mean, on one aspect, we are alone, but that's also what makes it beautiful, you know, like that you can also kind of touch in with that. But on the other side, in the general sweep of like, what should we do? Like, we're not alone because we're all kind of trying to figure that out, you know, like as a whole. Yeah, yeah. And like talking to people is one of the most important things. So you can start discovering, like you said, you, you are completely different. But you can also learn and connect with other people mm. to find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when it comes, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, to connect, it is good to connect and work, like find other people for sure. But I guess the most important conversation is to kind of have, is to have it with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I need to put my thoughts into like categorize my thoughts right now and exactly to what I want to say and how I want to say it because, you know, so often, I mean, it's just, it's also, it's, I say, listen to yourself, but that can also be really, really difficult because Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves stories of what we think we know, or like, we don't even tell ourselves, perhaps we've just taken that from our external world of what we think you know, is healthy or what we think we look like or what we think we should be eating. Like we kind of absorb all of this information mm-hmm. from God. It's so, it's everywhere, right? We're like yeah. surrounded by all this information. We kind of like bring it all in. It's like, okay, like all of this information, like what I should be doing. And then it's really hard to kind of differentiate between what, like what's actually me saying that and what's actually just like an external belief, which I think I need to be yeah. saying. Yeah. And so I guess... I mean, when you really sit with yourself and I mean, when it comes to food, like sitting with a meal, I mean, this is, yeah, this is like the, the, the basics of it all, right? Like sitting, sitting with a meal, not being distracted, mm-hmm. like actually just eating your meal and be like, oh, I'm chewing, I'm, yeah. yeah, putting the phone away, not watching TV. Like, I know that sounds really, really basic, but it's so easy when you're on your own. Like I... I know the temptation. I have lunch here on my own, you know, during the days and Mm. I have to consciously put my phone to the side and sit and just be with my food Mm. and eat my food. And just that practice of like eating, knowing what I'm eating. And then as the afternoon progresses, like knowing how I'm feeling, like just tapping into that, like, oh, am I, yeah. Am I having an afternoon crash? Like, am I, yeah. yeah. Like, am I, am I tired? Am I reaching for that, you know, third coffee at, at three or three or four PM because I'm just so smashed? Or, you know, yeah, how how am I feeling? Am I needing more food right after I've just eaten? You know, yeah. there's different different things that your body is going to be saying. And if I mean, I guess if you know, if you're kind of aware of this, there are ways to remedy that. But if you're not aware of it, then it's kind of like you just keep going along and then you're kind of like wondering, like, what's like what's happening? Like, why is that happening? Hmm. Yeah. And and that can be really, that's really frustrating, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you touched on two beautiful points. That's really frustrating when you don't know what's going on. And it's like you said, you keep going in autopilot and looping because you don't know. You're like, oh, I'm hungry after lunch every day, you know? <laughs> um, so then we stop and we look at our ratios, right? But we don't obsess about our ratios and our macronutrient balance yeah um the pressure doesn't help yeah 
Well, and that's another thing that was so beautiful and well said that you said, Alana, was um, that bullying. I mean, because you can be your own bully, even when you're eating healthy or something like that happens and a little blip and you're like, what's going on? I just, I was mindful today. I sat down and I ate my lunch and I'm tired this afternoon. And you start bullying yourself because you're like, I did everything right. What happened, you know? And you just like overthink, overthink, overthink. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day, right? Mm. Try again. Yeah. You know. Into the next day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot that comes into that. And I guess, I mean, as a naturopath, you kind of always, and I maybe maybe just holistic practitioners in general, I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but I really try to work on like the why, like why is that happening and getting mm-hmm. to the root cause of the why, because if you can alleviate the why, then the symptoms also f- just, you know, fall away. If you're constantly just treating the symptoms, then, you know, you know this yourself. It's yeah. just like you're kind of putting band-aids or like putting fires out all over the spot. But right. if you kind of get to the reason why, then this is, and you alleviate that, then all of these other things just get easier. Right. And I, I mean, I think as humans, <clears throat> excuse me, as humans, that's what we want to know, right? Is the why. So mm. deep down, that's another part of maybe tapping your intuition is you're ready to know the why and mm. you're ready to take a deeper look, right? Mm. 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 Yes. It's going to, pause right now because I don't like now that I like in <laughs> I'm in the conversation like and I think about intuition I'm like I don't even like as I as I as I try to explain it like I I don't know if I like I don't know if I I'm like I don't I don't know like if I know <laughs> sorry just wanted to no, like put it's that another, in there it's another buzzword right it's like intuition um and I think it's very broad. I think we're working towards a very broad conversation, right? Because it goes into your children. Like, intuitively, that doesn't feel right, you know? I'm not going to make my child ride their bike or something. You know, it's a whole mm-hmm. thing where you intuition is deep, runs deep, and it's a broad term for what we're trying to discuss. Mm. So. Yeah, that's true. And it's not something that you can – it's not tangible, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you've, if you were never taught to kind of tap in or if you just not, I mean, not even taught, but if you've just never had, for example, <laughs> when we are a child, now that you've kind of talked about it and yeah. now that we're talking about eating, like when we're a child, we, we breastfeed mm-hmm. and when we're hungry, we cry, we get food. And then like, as we kind of move on to solids, and I was guilty of this with my first son. And I think this is actually what triggered this whole change for me um, was it's like you eat to finish the plate. You eat because yeah. it's breakfast time. Mm-hmm. You eat because we're going out for dinner and we're with our friends. So we eat. You drink because it's a social occasion and someone's asked if you wanted a drink. You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, like we do it. I mean, it's not even that we don't think about it. It's just that when we were younger, we were kind of trained 
yeah, by our parents yeah. condition, which might actually yeah. even come from like a generation above us. It's like post-war generation with like scarcity, you know? So yeah. finish your plate, do this, finish your plate, get dessert. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. we, we learned, we learned well, like we all learned that really well. Yeah. And that's something that really, like it really shook me when I realized like how to teach my kids how to eat, um, that I realize this is a problem, not only for children, but for everyone. How do you know when to stop eating? How do you know when to eat? Yeah. You know, and if we, yeah, as I said before, Mm. if we haven't, if we haven't ever been taught when to kind of tap into our bodies, because it's like school's happening, you got to eat like breakfast before you get to school. Like, then that's all, you know, like you get up, you have breakfast, even if you're not hungry, you'll get up and you'll eat breakfast just because it's time to eat breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a chronic, chronic late. I mean, that is my condition, chronically late for school. That was my condition there. Um, And I just ate like an egg sandwich as fast as I could, even if, so it's just like you're saying, I wasn't even tapping in to if I want needed to finish the whole thing or not. Yeah. I was just in such a hurry that I was gobbling up the whole thing. And then maybe later in class, you know, I was like, oh, man, I need a nap because yeah. was too full. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful what you're saying. We have been conditioned. Mm, from a really fin- yeah. young age. And even when I went through, um, like, my studies, you know, you learn about hypoglycemia, which is like the blood sugar mm-hmm, dip. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not having – and it's also, like, ties in a lot of, like, kids. Like, being a mom teaches you so yeah. much. But, like – because you like live it firsthand. But, you know, if you are hypoglycemic, if your blood sugar levels are low, then you kind of get, I get headaches. You might get the shakes. Mm-hmm. Hangry yeah. is a term we use often. Hangry in a child's term is like tantrums, yeah. bad mood, you know? So like a way to remedy that is to kind of like balance the blood sugar levels. And so something that I was guilty of I mean, even before all of this is like, I knew that I get hangry. So like I would eat to not get low blood sugar levels again irrespective of whether I was hungry or not and so I was just kind of like eating just to prevent something and it's that's it's also not like it's preventative and like on a scientific level like right blood sugar levels are stable but on an intuitive level I you know that doesn't speak that's not really it didn't really match well yeah exactly what you're talking about as well you're not addressing the root right you're preventatively eating to not have that dip but right. wait a second what am I eating or how am I eating that's causing that dip yeah you know yeah. it's beautiful and yeah. I think I mean I think that's one of the biggest takeaways here today is like all of a sudden that mind body connection and tapping in to what's going on the why right mm. and yeah and you're right it's really hard like when you you talked about before like this conditioning like when you're so conditioned and then you've got like all this external stuff like Mm. all around us like you've got this you're just it's like a sensory overload yeah but to get back to the why like to your why that's that's a really that's a really massive point and a really massive question of how to kind of get there but I mean and the thing is I guess everyone's also different as well yeah and I think as well it was beautiful how you touched on the kids 
and like those tantrums and that hypo and noticing that hypoglycemia or that blood sugar in children. And I think that was one of the biggest things with my son as well is talking to him about it. And then he can recognize, well, I'm hungry, mom, you know, (laughs) and it's a beautiful thing to recognize that like it as a holistic practitioner, those are the moments that break your heart, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm so proud my son touched into his body and said, I'm hungry. Yeah. And I want something that, you know, satiates me. I mean, not always, you know. Yeah. Hey, always. mom. Yeah. Just a bit of broccoli with that egg. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> that would really break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's what's so hard is that that chatter from everywhere, right? What's that mm. snack? Kids see that a lot at school, you know, <clears throat> what other kids are having for snack or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's like uh, that's that's another whole entire <laughs> topic, even episode in itself. It's just, it's really difficult um, as a society, kind of mm-hmm. trying to. I don't want to say pioneer because we're not pioneering anything. It's like we're just taking back what <laughs> like lost knowledge, you know, and trying to kind of bring this back. But in a world like in a modern world where it's like all highly processed, it's so difficult to navigate how to eat mm-hmm. healthy mm-hmm. or just how, I mean, yeah. And this is also another topic in itself, like the whole topic of healthy, like what is healthy? Um, what is like, you know, we kind of like put labels on food, good and bad and healthy and yeah. not healthy. And it's like, in the end, it's just like, it's all food and we have to just navigate around all of it. And yeah. how is it going to make us feel and how we're going to yeah feel at our mm. best. Yeah. That's beautiful. We've got to figure out how to navigate food. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing to work with a practitioner is because you really do have to navigate that chatter and that clutter because something could be labeled natural, right? And (laughs) intuitively you eat it and you're like, wow, I feel like junk. Wow. I I don't know though. I ate something natural. Yeah. Um, And it is. And then you come back to yourself in a place where you can start to touch into your intuition, even though we've decided that's a pretty broad term, but, (laughs) but you know, that's not right. You're like, okay, I'm going to start questioning what is natural. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Take it one step further. Yeah. I mean, even, yes, but it's also, you know, you get, um, and the science comes into it all as well. And like kind of we're told what we need to be getting, but things change over time. Eggs are good. Eggs are not good. Eggs are back to being good. No, they're not good. You know, it's just like, what's good. What's yeah. not good. And, um, ah, oh, yeah. I like the best example of that is the, the fat, the fat trend, yeah. you know, like fat being bad, fat, making you fat, like, and then the whole, mm. like everything in the supermarket just became, dietary low fat no fat two percent fat um but fat gives food flavor right and how do you get flavor in food with no fat sugar yeah (laughs) and then the and then natural sugar or no sugar aspartame like it's just and then yeah this kind of triggers a whole a whole nother pandora's box into everything else and yeah, I mean, I think you talked about like working with practitioners. I guess, the, I guess, maybe the nicest thing about working with practitioners is they 
I guess they can kind of sift through what's what's working, what's not working, especially mm-hmm. if they've kind of been doing this yeah. for years with, you know, people who have they're seeing results with. This is like a nice thing. They're doing research and they kind of know what works and what doesn't. And you're in, ha- I guess, good hands with holistic natu- like nutritional health, health healer, whatever you want to call them, yeah. because they see you as a as an entire ecosystem. Person, it's not yeah. just about what you're eating. Of course it's not, you know, it's about how you live. It's about, yeah, what's in your environment, how you're drinking, how, you know. How like, you eat, how you eat. Yes. <laughs> the how and the why. Yeah, we do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's as well, like um, even just being here and listening to this episode it's like you're already taking the first step you're already looking at the why maybe you already put your phone away you know you're starting (laughs) to touch back in and look as you eat are you chewing are you eating are you you know and were you on a low-fat diet that you just Mm -hmm. talked about I mean guilty guilty as charged you know (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah I think that's beautiful and I think that's some great takeaways here Alana and I think it's beautiful the way that you practice and thank you we're really just raising awareness here right and raising those points yeah it's 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 I think yeah it's beating a drum that just needs to be made louder and I mean it's great like yeah, your audience is here listening. It means they want change. It means they're ready for change. Mm-hmm. And this is the best way, you know, it's like, you know, cause it is, it's like this health, this health journey. Yeah. It's a long one, you know, and it's like, actually, I, I don't even think it's a journey. It's just like a way of life, even just like trying to, you know, make yourself be as well as long as possible. And yeah. it's every day, just one step, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. It's a way of life. And, you know, you're here because changing your way of life is not always easy, but in the end, it ends up being a beautiful, beautiful thing, right? All of a sudden Mm. you might have steady energy or, you know, it's just like, Yeah, better concentration. You can keep up with your kids, go to the libido. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 20 again, but you're not, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's an interesting haven't. And we need to also accept that like things change. We change. And we need to be okay with that. It's totally normal. You know, like when we're completely gray. Sorry, for those who can't see me, I'm like <laughs> already Alana's graying. Got, Alana's got beautiful gray hair. Yes. Yeah. So she's got highlights. So. Yeah, natural highlights. That's yes. right. You know, but we need to like, you know, we don't want to be 80 and be like, oh, I wish I had the, I mean, yeah, you can wish that you had the energy of a 20 year old, but it's just like, we're never going to get that. We're never going to be that. So, you know, accept the different stages of life and embrace like mm-hmm. the awesomeness of what we have now, because like, yeah, I had more energy when I was 20. Do I want to be 20 again? No, thanks. No, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it's also like, yeah, embracing the stages. And I think the best way to embrace the stage is, you know, to be like, yeah, to be what we talked about before, like fully functioning, being fully with what you do in life, enjoying, you know, keeping, keeping working if you want to work, like being social with your friends, like doing what you love mm-hmm. in life. Like your health is the one thing that's going to get you there. And so yeah. it's really important to kind of, yeah, I mean, awareness is definitely the best, the best start, but like really just diving into it and like embracing it 
as a part of your life. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. You definitely have to embrace every stage. And yeah, I mean, where you are in your age and how beautiful it is. And it's just like you said, and it's so hard with the chatter because everyone wants to advertise that they're 60 and they feel like they're 30. Hmm. If you take care of yourself, I'm sure you feel great when you're 60. But um, just yeah, aging shouldn't be painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be painful. And you should feel healthy and you should feel energized. That's why we're here, right? That's why you're tapping into your why and you're making changes. Hmm. But embracing that beautiful you know, little graph that takes you through life. And yeah, yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's very well said. And we do, you need to kind of accept all of who you are and embrace too that you're not 20 and maybe you don't feel like going for a drink and that's okay to say no, you know, or when you do feel like it, enjoy it. And I think that's what is a part of your practice too is, enjoying it right you don't have to cut out sugar and be this extreme person and because then you flip to the other side completely right Mm. and you're overthinking the other way and you just caused more problems or depriving yourself when you really feel like socializing and going out to have a drink or yeah for sure I mean I think it's just yeah I want to say like, do whatever the fuck you want, but like, it's just, (laughs) you know, with intention, that's the thing. It's like, you've like, like, please, it is your like right as a human to do what you want. Oh gosh. I feel like like in that context of like what, how the world's happening right now, it's like really hard to say, but as far as like health and what you can do in your world, you know, it's, it's your right to be able to enjoy and do what you want and not feel bad about doing things. You know, like not double guessing yourself, not doubting yourself, not putting shame on yourself. Mm-hmm. Just like going out and enjoying and yeah, enjoying. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's perfect. Going out and enjoying, because if you don't go out in the present and enjoy, you might feel like drunk, right? But it it really is. It's this whole mind-body connection. Like if you're in a good state of mind and you take care of yourself and you're you know eating healthy quotation on quotation right um go enjoy right yeah just like you said do things with intention Mm. be present yeah yeah and I think that's the most beautiful takeaway of the entire episode is like just being present right yeah yeah because when you are in a state of presence that's when you do so you start picking up and what it is you need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why you might need it. And I think that's um, great because a lot of people miss that. They think holistic nutrition or holistic health or a holistic naturopath. And they don't realize that, um, you know, you might be tapping into maybe some meditation or some mindfulness training because mm-hmm. it's all holistic. Right. And I think that's important definition for people that we've kind of already talked about right is talked a little bit about the biochemistry and how it all works and the whole person you're going to look at the whole person but you're also looking at your mind your Mm -hmm. thoughts yeah I mean 
and also what we tell our mind as well. You know, it's, yes, everything we consume, whether it's what we eat, what we watch, what we hear, what we surround ourselves with, that's mm-hmm. all, that's all playing into it. And, um, yeah, we don't, our brain doesn't differentiate between what's what's true and what's not. And so, yeah, it needs to be, you kind of need to be mindful of what you are ingesting mm-hmm. you know, in the broader sense as well. Um because that creates your reality. God, that sounds so profound. <laughs> but it's no, like, you know, that's it is. <laughs> you do, that does. It creates your reality. And, and that's I, the thing, is like when health is when when health is one of your goals and you want that to become your reality, then there needs to be there needs to be intention there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't always just happen. It doesn't always like health doesn't always come naturally because of everything that we've talked about conditioning or like what we've, you know, what's surrounding us, our environment. It's something that sometimes you do need to work for it, but yeah, it's not always easy, but it shouldn't be hard. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like you said, when you just noticed when you were raising kids that you were like, wow, I'm actually carrying that over, you know, with your first son that you're carrying that over like it's time to eat breakfast finish everything on your plate Mm. but it's that stopping being present noticing like whoa that's something that I was taught conditioned that's a beautiful moment absolutely and if any of your listeners have children like if you find it hard to do this like any of the things that we've talked about yourself you can try like just like try testing it on your kids because by teaching it by teaching it is how we learn actually so for example if your kids are at the table and you're eating a meal you know there's a very common thing my grandmother told it to me my mother told me you need to finish everything that's on your plate Mm -hmm. like my grandmother used to say to me if I didn't finish I'm like a half Chinese my grandmother would say if you didn't finish all the rice on your plate then my my partner's going to have that many holes in his face my marry is going to have that many holes in their face like what and so yeah I was always told terrible yeah yeah (laughs) and you know with children like we tell them to finish but that's not like who who defines how much a kid can eat like no who defines how much you can eat only you know like we go to a restaurant and it's like this is a plate of food this is a portion but you might not be feeling like eating that much Mm -hmm. and so we eat it because I don't know, we don't want to waste food or we've cooked this food for whatever reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it practices with your kid. It's like, if they're eating a plate, you're like, just eat until you're comfortable, like eat until you're full. And one day it might be the whole plate and you're like, whoa, they're hungry. The next day they might just pick at things because for whatever reason, you know, like there's so many different reasons of why we have hunger or we don't have hunger. Mm -hmm. And you can't pressure yourself and just because it's dinner time especially if yourself because it's lunchtime it's dinner time or maybe you're bo- like we just eat kind of because but yeah if if you first ask yourself like oh like am I actually genuinely hungry or am I just yeah. eating just because <laughs> yeah and um but yeah teach it first maybe to your kids and just like c- catch their gauge and it's also really hard you know because if your kid I mean there's different kinds of kids that eat very differently this is a whole another thing as well but it's like if you just let them kind of gauge where they're where they're at, yeah, 
undistracted if they're also sitting down and just eating this is all they're doing you know and then they're they're full it's like okay cool and like see how they do it and then Mm -hmm. you can try it on yourself as well so when you're eating it's like like, i'm gonna gonna test this out yeah (laughs) like test it out on my kids i think that's (laughs) great i mean and we're doing a positive testing here so it's good you know and they benefit you benefit and you're recognizing and you know you can always save the rest for leftovers or if your child comes to you in 10 minutes and says i'm hungry oh perfect you left some food (laughs) on your plate yeah um yeah yeah, i think that's great as you kind of because then it becomes a whole family thing which is also really important a socializing thing a family thing and you're really tapping in together you know you're making that socialized moment um are you all really full are you not really full yeah my little son just looks at me and is like mom my tummy is comfortable <laughs> that's another, mean, like, another beautiful moment <laughs> yeah right that's beautiful <laughs> yeah i mean I'm gorgeous a, yeah 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 and the thing is like when we're eating to a full it's like well you're full it's like poof probably over you know it's like i'm stuffed mm-hmm. kind of want to eat till you just you're just right you're just right yeah you're perfect um mm-hmm. you're not hungry after mm-hmm. but you're not you know i mean i you think wanna... that's important yeah wanting well, more like yeah. so leading on from that we also have this beautiful thing of like hunger and appetite which mm-hmm. you probably also you know know about and it's um this is also so interesting because sometimes we just eat because it smells so good or it tastes mm. so good and that's okay like appetite's great we love appetite yeah. appetite is like it's exciting right yeah like we love things but yeah you can also just like yeah realize that yourself am i hungry or am i eating for appetite and both is okay like nothing's wrong but it's just like being aware of it you know yeah like oh wow that really smells good that really tastes good another Another great moment to tap in, right? Mm-hmm. You're recognizing what's going on. You're tasting it. You're smelling it. Like Enjoying you said, there's it. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with experiencing that. And I think people try to deprive themselves sometimes. Like, oh, I already ate lunch. You know, like, no, but gosh, that smells good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, the biggest thing for me, it's like the light bulb moment for me was when I was with a group of friends and we were talking about guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is it a guilty pleasure? Like, why? Like, what? Why is eating cake? Like, why do we have to feel guilty about that? Yeah. It's pleasurable yeah. and it's delicious. Like, we can have our cake and eat it too in that respect, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think making it guilty actually makes it less. And I, I mean, I don't want to use the word nourishing because it's not like cake probably cake doesn't really nourish your body from a biological sense. But from a, I guess, like a cellular nutritional sense, it might not. But right, the good feelings that you get from it, mm-hmm. like the endorphins, like the right. like the satisfaction, like I would deem that healthier than um, restricting yourself from it. Or even worse, like eating it, but feeling guilty. Yeah. Like that's triggering yeah. stress in your body. So exactly that overthinking back- that we talked about, that bullying yeah. yourself. 
like that's not like Damn. yeah yeah like this this causes stress and when you're str- like an internal stress like a guilt you know like it's kind of heightening your your system and I mean when you eat and you're guilty or like you're stressed or you're feeling bad you know like this is especially when you're stressed it's like it's shutting down your digestive function so you're then not even like it's just not benefiting at all if you're going to eat something right it's causing it. it's causing right. distress and mm. causing more negative impact on your digestion than just taking that cake and letting it pass through right yeah. because and it's exactly the same with what you were just talking about you know with your brain the endorphins and let it happen because if you start bullying yourself and you start then you know neurons fire that are wired together fire together that's going to mm. be your guilty reaction every time your brain triggers your digestion right so enjoy your cake yeah. have it on someone's birthday or whatever yeah i mean or even in the afternoon because you want to like it's yeah, yeah this is you know like yeah and this you know that comes down to like is it healthy for you like yeah like if mm-hmm. if you're enjoying it and you're just having it you know and the thing is with cake or whatever like if you eat it five times a day every day like your brother's <laughs> body's gonna scream for a salad sooner or later it's not right. like yes. it's not like you're eating it for every meal right. and snack and lunch you know and that comes down to like also the proportions of what we're eating and stuff like this yes um, there's a lot of different things that come into it when I'm just like, yeah, like eat all the cake you want, you know, like, of course. Right. You know, like, I think that's a cake. very good point to make. We're not saying, hey, go out and just eat cake five times a day, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. try it. And then your body's going to be like, give me something else. Yes. yes. <laughs> and actually you become the other way, right? You're like pushing people aside to get to the vegetable <laughs> section. And you're like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Your body knows what it needs. Oh, and like, actually, can I just to kind of like bring all of what we've kind of talked about with children and like intuitive eating and all of this together. Um, I have a story from a book that I was reading. I think it's called kid food. It's written by an American. Um, Mm. I can send you the link, but she talks about a study in there. And this study is a doctor Mm-hmm. who opened up an orphanage because she was like interested in nutrition and she kind of wanted to know like how we source nutrition and so she opened up an orphanage and I think she opened up for like kids like for 15 kids and she got children or babies just as they were weaning off the breasts so they hadn't eaten solids yet and she mm-hmm. had nurses who worked in this um, orphanage with her and they would serve just whole food so it was either like um, vegetables cooked or raw it was meat cooked or raw liver and all stuff like this they wouldn't make vegetable soups they wouldn't mix anything they would just have like oranges cod liver like just whatever you know like groups yeah 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 but all all just like out in front of them you know Uh maybe cooked rice but like they wouldn't make a bread for example because that would be Mm -hmm. mixing things so it was just like all there and she said for these children they would in like there there was nothing consistent children wouldn't pick the same things every day and secondly they would pick depending on like how they feel if one had a cold for example Mm. they would eat they would intuitively eat something with more vitamin c in it 
if it was mm-hmm. winter, they would like intuitively find like the cod liver oil, which had more like vitamin D and vitamin A in it, wow. which was going to help them. Yeah. Like sustain through. And so, or like if, yeah, their bodies were growing and they made it need more iron in that phase yeah. of what they needed, then they would eat more meat, for example. Yeah. And they would just intuitively know what to eat. And the nurses that gave it, they didn't respond and like, yeah, good. You're eating well. Or like, are you sure you want to eat that? They just let the kids take what meat. they wanted. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the results from this were that children were healthy, like for an orphanage, you know, children red in the cheeks, like strong, healthy children. And then, yeah, the next stage of this test was to then bring in sugar and to see how this kind of panned out. But then I think like the great depression happened and it was like these, uh, these tests didn't get taken out. They didn't get to actually finish the testing on this, but it's just I know it's just so interesting so interesting as she said before a child is five years old they intuitively know how much they want to eat and what they want to eat which is why we need to eat like give ourselves and give children especially like the variety Mm -hmm. of different food you know and it's like oh my kid doesn't eat that it's like just keep offering one day they're gonna have like they will try it because they're interested and they might like it you know like yeah so but yeah just very, very interesting from like this study to seeing how children and, you know, in -hmm. effect adults as well would naturally gravitate, you know, to this. Yeah. I mean, I think that's beautiful. I just like, because it's so true, it's full circle. Intuitively, your body will start to tell you what you need. And the fact that you need to be present, don't bury that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard to not ext- eat those vegetables, but eat your cake too. <laughs> Take home <Right>. point. Yeah, <laughs> eat <your> cake. <laughs> eat your cake, just not five times a day. Yeah. yeah, I I think that was beautiful, Anna. I think that really comes back to the beginning and intuition, and really, I think we ended up uncovering what it is. Right, your body wants what it needs especially Mm -hmm. the innocence of children like even just observing those children your body will tell you let's listen yeah let's listen to our bodies you know um and even if that's a social cake or whatever it may be um start listening start listening yeah let go of control and Mm -hmm. let yeah let it go yeah Mm. Thank you. Yeah, let it in. Let in the food. Go to the vegetable section. Maybe just stand and look around. What does your body want? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much today, Alana. That was so fun. It's so fun to connect with you. And absolutely. It was uh, so nice to be here and chat with you. So great. All right. Thank you, everybody. And thanks, Alana. Bye. All right. Well, I'll say I'll personally. Today's episode with Alana was so much fun, and I hope you have as many takeaways as I did. I think the main takeaway today is moving past science. Although science is so important in what we do, what we eat, and knowing the biochemical processes, it also moves far beyond that. We talked deeply about intuition, what that means, tapping into our bodies and noticing 
We also talked about techniques for children and adding comfort levels of showing them how to portion and also eat right. It's a great takeaway about trusting our own bodies. Our body will tell us what we need to eat. It also moves into allowing yourself to have indulgences and moments that move far beyond the nutrition in your plate that can actually make digestion better. Today's talk with Alana was so, so wonderful, and I hope you got as much out of it as I did. If there was anything in the episode that really, really resonated with you and you think that somebody needed to hear, please click those three dots and share it on Apple Podcasts with someone or share it on Spotify, also on Google Podcasts, and or website if you have neither. Please write a review and you will be entered into a contest with me and the details will be posted. You write that review and you will get a message from myself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. See you soon.